it's hard to be, uh, you know, give off that type of confidence and be so under control. A lot of times that confidence is loud, um, but confidence is quiet. Um, I learned that from Stephen Kwan. I have to give him a little credit. Ah. Anytime I'd be like loud yelling at him, he's like, hey, confidence is quiet. And I'm like, <laughs> dang it, man. That was super wise, Steve. <laughs> Golly. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode number 200 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. Kids, it's a field trip. We're off to Dodger Stadium as we hang out with my Chris Rose Rotation cohort, Austin Hedges of the Pittsburgh Pirates. It's good to see you in person, dude. Good to see you in person. Are you getting liquored up before the game? Mm-hmm. Game day routine, a little Irish coffee. Nice. You make it yourself, or is a barkeep in there? Mm, no, I make it myself. They can't know about it. Okay. But I guess now they do. That's okay. Derek Shelton doesn't listen to this show. <laughs> or maybe he does. Hi, Shelty. Um, this is kind of a cool scene. We're like five hours before first pitch, and there's some people just lollygagging out on the field, getting ready to do a little early work. Do you ever come out to a stadium and just chill for a little bit? Not, not as often as I'd like to. <clears throat> I think uh, I used to sometimes, like right when I got into the league, I would come and do it a little bit and try and take it all in a little bit. Uh, but man, it's nice. Sometimes I will do, a, I'll do a, a grounding and I'll go just for a little walk, bare feet in the outfield. Really? Yeah, it's nice. It's really nice. Apparently, there's a lot of science behind it. I don't know what it means, but anything that's like free, you know, like I like doing the free stuff. Like they say, hey, you know, go out, walk around without shoes on. And it's like you get all these benefits. So who knows? But. You're a major leaguer. Everything is basically free. Mm, not everything. What does that mean? Hits. Oh, we're not going to talk about offense today. Okay. I put that on the back burner. I don't get to see in person enough. Why would I want to ruin a good episode? <laughs> I don't want to do that. We're taping this um, a few days before the All-Star break kicks in. So this will come out during the All-Star break. And you will be in Pittsburgh with my dogs. What? Those are like like actual dogs. Like, not like yeah, I have friends there too, <laughs> but like my dogs too. So not your dog. What's not up, dogs. dogs? Yeah, my dogs and my dogs. My wife, Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne, Bo Jackson, Bo Jackson. Yeah. So we were thinking about we we finish in Arizona, so we were thinking about maybe going to San Diego. But dogs there, and the other thing, when you're flying West Coast to East Coast, that's a whole wasted off day of that uh, four days. So I'm like, you know what? We're just gonna stay in Pittsburgh. Do something we haven't really like explored yet, so we're just gonna take our time explore. So, are you gonna like drive and get a cabin or something fun? We've thought about it. We've thought about it. There's not a whole lot of options. Um, what so. do you mean? There's the entire state of Pennsylvania. That's all they have are cabins. <sighs> but that means like I gotta drive like multiple hours somewhere. Okay, and, like, you don't want that. <sighs> it's a lot. It's a lot with dogs too. You know. I get it. What? Um, how important is an all star break for like just getting away? from all this stuff like are you mentally exhausted at this point yeah i mean every yeah every day's more so more so mentally than physically it's a it's a lot of decisions to make especially for a catcher you know it's just day in day out you got to make a lot of decisions um and so for me yeah those those three four days whatever it ends up being is it's a nice reset it really feels it's kind of weird at first because like even after like an off day your body your mind like feel a little bit weird um, just because like you're so used to playing every single day or showing up to lock it in every single day. And then you take three, four days off. It's like, it's weird. You feel too good. And it's like a lot of ball players can like relate to this or like you, like you don't like that you feel so good. Like part of that, like, I don't know, it's better to feel like just a little sore just to be like, okay, like I'm, I'm grinding right now. Like that's mid season form. So 
you know, it's a, it's a little bit weird, but the, the mental restart and then know like now, like we're about to play, you know, not that every game doesn't matter, but now we're about to make, this is when the playoff push starts and we're right there in the mix. And you know, that's when baseball starts getting real exciting. How sore are you as a catcher in his thirties? You know, uh, after games, I'm, I'm pretty sore, but I've been, I've been recovering pretty well. So like I said, I think it, I think it's mostly the mental it's, uh, it's shutting it down after games and then turning it right back on the next day. That's probably the hardest part. So what gets beat up the most? Is it your hands? Is it your knees? Is it, let's see. Oh, Christ. What, what'd you do? <clears throat> he's showing, for people that are audio only, he's showing like basically a big-ass strawberry on his left hand. Yeah, I slid in the home yesterday. Oh, you sure did. I did. Yeah, I was flying. You sure were. I think StatCast had it at like top like 200 sprint speed yes. of the season. Uh and so I slid in. It's kind of kind of rough back there, and so hands a little bit to answer your question. Um, for me, like I don't know, I, I'm cool with wearing the bruises on the foul tips and stuff. It's the ones to the head that those 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 are the ones that make me wacky. Have you had a few this year? Yeah, I had a couple last night. Um, you know, it's just it's it's part of it. It's part of the sport. But those are the ones the the ones that hurt my body. Like I'm like you know, the bruises heal. It's the ones that go to the head that. It, I know it's sometimes it's difficult to not overthink them. You're like, Ooh, man, like, you know, what, what's happening? Like, is this, is, do I, how seriously do I need to take this? Because uh, a lot of times you just don't know. You're like, I think I feel fine. Am I fine? I don't know. Like, what if I get another one? It's a lot of things out there that not a lot of people think about that, you know, more so than really any other position. Like, there's some serious head injury risk every right. single pitch. Yeah. And I'm happy that as a society, certainly in sports, We've made enough progress where, hey, it's okay for guys to come out of the game. It's smart to do that. Have you ever stayed in a game when you shouldn't have? I wouldn't say not shouldn't, like shouldn't have, but just uh, wasn't really processing everything right. Like the one, the, really the only one, I got hit in the head. In Cleveland? Um, in Cleveland. Um, and I felt okay. Um, so I went and finished running the bases. Uh, then once I got back in, I just felt a little off and I was like, you know what? Like I, we probably should go look at this. Okay. All right. Um, you mentioned that the pirates, like this is where the playoff push starts. So the first eight weeks, it was an awesome story. We're like, oh man, you know, the pirates have added enough veterans and have some really cool young players to where this could be sustainable. Then you hit like, what was it? A 10, 12 game skid. You've, you've seemingly bounced back a bit now. Um, you guys have to know that there's a there's an expiration date on this, you know, meaning that the front office is going to say by this date, we have to be here or we're probably going to unload some veterans. Is is that accurate or am I off base? That, I mean, that seems like that tends to be the case. Um, you know, for us right now, um, you know, we haven't even really started discussing any of that. I think uh, just because our unit is clicking so well, like we just have this perfect amount of veterans and young guys um, and the young guys are responding so well to um, the way guys like Andrew McCutcheon and Carlos Santana and Rich Hill go about their business every day. Um, and you can just see these guys growing at such an incredible exponential rate. Um, so for us right now, like we feel like we're right in the mix. Like this is a division for us to win. Um, we've got guys getting healthier. Um, we've been, we, we've had some bad luck with injuries. Um, but at some point we got like O'Neill Cruz coming back, you know, like we've got some, some arms that have just come back. Brian Reynolds just came off the IL. Like these are big deals for us, the, as a group. And 
Um, you know, I feel like these last few games before the break and then to finish out July, um, I think there's real high expectations in our clubhouse to, you know, continue to make a push to win this division. Um, did you call the league office when once again you got snubbed from the all-star team? I did get another first place vote, though. Good. I know that. I know for a fact I got one first place vote. Did eight, you and May- eight consecutive years, baby? You and Maley call each other and have you vote for each we other? Did. Yeah, Maley got a, a nice second place vote. Obviously, yeah. Um, you know, as he deserves. Look at that Reds team; they're killing it. Yep. That's Luke Maley at the helm. Yep, doing his thing. I mean, everybody wants to talk about Ellie De La Cruz and McLean and. You know, Steer and all those young guys. It's Luke Maley's club. It's Luke Maley's club. Everybody knows it. Everybody in Cincinnati knows it. That's the leader. That's the guy that brings the boys together. And, you know, males, if you're watching this, like, you know, I know. We know it. Let's see what they're bringing. Anything interesting? Dodger dogs? Probably not. Oh, wait. Is that beer? Oh, that's Tito's. That's the heavy stuff. You see what Bednar gave Kershaw? I sure as hell did. (laughs) How great is that? What, we were wondering, like, did he have that? Is that his traveling no, so, beer? So he, when he made the All-Star game, uh, which Shelty will hand out, like, a nice bottle. So, like, when Mitch Keller made it, right. he gave him, like, a nice bottle of something. The boys signed it. But Betty, you know, Pittsburgh, <laughs> Yenzer, he loves his icy light. And so he gave him a big old, yeah, gave him a 30 rack of icy light. Oh. And, uh, yeah, I was surprised we all didn't just crush him all right there. But Did, he, he sent him over to Kershaw. That, that was, was so good. Yeah, I mean, because he took uh, Kershaw's roster spot on the All-Star team, which I thought was nice. So did Kershaw, do we know if he sent anything back, said anything? I don't know. I haven't seen the response, but uh, uh, but the, the, the message, Mr. Kershaw. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Kershaw is so good. He's been doing it 16 years, so he is kind of Mr. Kershaw. He is Mr. Kershaw. You he know? owns me, that's for sure. Well, get in line. Don't feel bad. That's probably what's kept you out of the midsummer class to come to yeah, think of it. It's all Kershaw's fault. God damn him. Um, some interesting stuff has happened at the plate recently. I know that you were involved in a rough one. I think it was last year in Cleveland where they overturned a call in the whole bit. Did you see the Jonah Heim one this year? What was he supposed to do? I think he did what he was supposed to do. It was too bad. I mean, man. they overturned that one. I know, I know. It's uh, there's been a couple of them this year that it's just it's, it's wild. It's uh, it's a, uh, it's tough when we just have when we have rules that are vague, that are kind of like up for interpretation instead of, you know, I mean, it's it has this like definition. They always anytime they show it on like MLB Network, it's like here's the here's the rule, and then like you read that rule and then you watch the play and you're like, that's not what happened. So what's going on and. I really don't know. That's it's, it's a tough one to tough one to answer. You know, I obviously had my thoughts about it last year, um, and I got reprimanded for it, and they've not done anything about it. So it's kind of a lost cause at this point. You got fined? Oh yeah. Was it bad? Oh yeah. Really? Yeah, it was great. Five figures? No. Four figures. Mm-hmm. High four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. All right. We are smack dab in the middle of summer. You know what that means? Everybody is active. Everybody's running around and you do not have time to sit down and prep a huge meal after running to the grocery store and chopping everything up. But you still want to eat clean and you want to eat well. Well, we have figured it out. Welcome to Factor. It is America's number one ready to eat meal kit. 
It can help fuel you fast with flavorful and nutritious, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. What does that mean? You save time, you eat well, you stay on track to reach your health goals as well. Everybody is too busy this summer. I don't want to spend all that time in the kitchen, but I still want to eat well. I want to lose a few pounds, but I want to fill my belly all in one fell swoop. What does that mean? I don't want to spend time dicing. I don't want to spend time chopping. I don't want to measure this and do that. Well, Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat them up and enjoy. Then you go back outside. You hop in the pool a little bit later. You take a late evening walk. You soak up the sum, whatever you want to do. So this company actually offers delicious flavor-packed options on the menu each week to fit a variety of lifestyles, from keto to calorie smart, vegan and veggie, protein plus. They're prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. That means each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long while meeting your health goals. So simple. Head on over to factormeals.com slash rose50. That is use the code rose50 to get 50% off. That is the code ROSE50 at factormeals.com slash ROSE50. Get half off to start. You'll thank me later. Did you hear from the league office the other day when you guys had to play the Padres in a smoke-infested stadium and you were um, justifiably upset about that? Yeah, it was weird. It was just weird, um, you know. Um, but I think what, what ended up happening was we everyone just realized that this is kind of one of these new things uh, that no one really knows What's going on? I don't know if you know right now. We're in a 144 right now. Are you paying attention to this stuff? <laughs> yeah, dude. By the way, 144, you're talking about air quality. In Los Angeles, That's we we call that a day that ends in Y. That's not that big a deal. Yeah, well, they say, you know, they say at 150, you're supposed to cancel batting practice, you know, things like that. Is it's, that true? Yeah, that's usually, it's like 150, cancel BP, like over 200, probably don't think about playing. Um, but it's just people are still learning like what that really means. And then, you know, when you go outside, you don't even really notice like, yeah, it looks it, it kind of just looks foggy. Like, so you, if you don't really think about it, you don't really know what's going on. But it's weird. It was uh, it was a weird two games in a row of like, like you could feel like your eyes burning a little bit, you know, a little sore throat. Um, it's just a, it's a new thing. It almost it reminded me of covid where like this thing happens and people are like, we well, don't know what to do. We're just kind of trying to figure this out as it goes. And it seems like. This air quality thing has kind of caught everybody off guard. I would say that the difference is the air quality. I mean, we we deal with fires out here. I mean, you've lived in Southern California for a long time. Whenever there is really poor air quality and there are fires all around, you know not to go outside. Like, we get that. Makes sense. I thought that it was unfair to you guys as players, to people who work in the stadium, to fans, to everybody else, to put the almighty dollar and say, well, how are we going to get the Padres back to Pittsburgh? Well, shit, figure it out. Figure it out somehow. Make it up. Or if the game doesn't matter at the end of the year, don't make it up. I don't care. Let's not put people at risk when they don't have to be. Yeah, it seemed it, one of the conversations was like if we were playing like the Brewers in division, games banged easily. easily. But West Coast team traveling that far, money seems to matter more than anything. But that's how the world works, you know? It's just how the world works everywhere. It's not just baseball. It's just the world. So what would have happened? Uh, we have seen teams uh, protest, not for something like that, but for other important issues in recent years. Could you guys have gotten together and said, you know what? We're not going to play. Fuck yeah. this. We could have. We definitely could have. But once again, uh, guys don't really guys don't really know what's happening. 
Like it's like you hear about it and you start reading about it. There's some things that tell you don't worry. There's some things that tell you you're going to die. <laughs> Just like anything, right? Oh, like, like you go on WebMD, you're dying. <laughs> if you go on iPhone, it was like, oh, go ahead, do whatever. So guys just didn't really know. We got a lot of young guys, um, you know, who just, they just want to play baseball and they go outside and they're like, no, I'm in the big leagues. We're, let's just go do this. Um, and then the other team, the Padres didn't seem to have any problems with it. So we're just like, we're just going to go play. Um, and you know, and whatever happens, happens now. Okay. Was it fun playing against them or is it, are you so far removed from your Padre days now where it's like, ah, just another team? No, nah, it's fun. It's fun. It's fun playing against them. I can't wait to play against Cleveland yeah. uh, coming this year. Um, you know, there's still some guys on the team that, that I played with. Like, it's fun to go. It's fun to see Manny. It's fun to see Tatis and Cronenworth. Like, guys I played with. Um, you know, anytime you grind with some guys for long enough, regardless of if they're on another team or not, it's fun to play against them. But, you know, you're just playing against San Diego. It's your old team. It's just it's uh, just sometimes you need little little subtleties to – to make that day that that groundhog day that we're playing in matter a little bit more, uh, you know, get your juices flowing a little bit because the, the sport can be tedious. And sometimes, you know, it's another game and another game and it's tough to show up mentally and like really lock it in. And some of those some of those things like playing against an old team can just get you going just a little bit. So didn't Cronenworth come and there was a base hit. You get ready to have a play at the plate. And all of a sudden, he zooms in front of you to grab the bat or something. What the hell happened? Never seen it before. It was like, guys come get the bat, but the, it's like when there's n- like the ball is like at the outfield wall. This was like going to be a play at home plate. And it was like, I was like, <laughs> what in the world? Like, it scared me. I was like, where did he come from? And then like the throw comes in, guys safe anyways. I turn to the umpire. I'm like, what was that? And he's like, dude, like, I've never seen that before either. And like, this is a veteran umpire in the league. And uh, he said something like if the throw was coming in and it interfered at all, like something would have happened. But he didn't even necessarily know what would have happened. Like, who's out? Is Crony's on deck? Is he out? (laughs) You're out. I don't know. I don't know what would have happened. It was just the funniest part about it was he just scared me. I'm like getting ready for this play at the plate. I'm like, "Ah, like, where in the world did you come from? Did you talk to him about it? Yeah. Well, he kind of came up and was like, dude, I was just trying to get the bat. I was like, I know you were, but it was just like kind of bizarre <laughs> sorry i got in your way there mr hedges my bad um there are so many new umpires this year there were what a dozen guys that took early retirement or whatever it was and so now there's a bunch of new guys have you felt have you felt it yeah i have they've been they've been really really good I feel like the guys that have been coming up. Like Whoa, what does the, that mean? Like, I feel like the, the effort there has been really good. Like, they're trying to be really good at their job. And I love that. I just like guys that, like, you can tell that they care. They want to make the right calls. They want to have quality interactions with the players. And they want things to just flow right. And you can feel that from them. And it seems like the this this young wave of guys coming up, I've been really, really impressed with them. Really? Uh-huh. You're not just saying that. It's not just bullshit catcher, like, no. keep the umpires... Not at all. Anytime we've had some, almost every guy that I hadn't known their name, which is rare for me to not know the umpire, go shake their hand. They introduce themselves and I have a very enjoyable experience with them and they do really well. I go back, you look at that iPad, like these guys are calling balls and strikes at a high rate because they're like, they're really trying. They're really locked in. Sometimes when guys like take pitches off, it's easy to take pitches off. Everybody takes pitches off. So of course, even umpires can take pitches off. 
And sometimes when they do that, just like a baseball player, you take a pitch off, it can cost the game. So it seems like these guys are really, really locked in for nine innings. And it's been cool. Are they better than some of the guys who recently retired who may have... Listen, it gets harder to do stuff when you're in your late 50s, early 60s, even maybe a little older than that, to, to be out there every day, hanging out in the sun. Your eyes start to go the whole bit. Your mind starts to go a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to say better or worse, but just like it's just at least it's, it's noticeable. Um, well, your eyes are on them because you don't know who they are. And you're like, all right, like, does this guy belong? Like, you're very aware when rookies come into play in the game anyways. You're very aware, like, is this, an, is this a big leaguer? Is this not? It's just little things that are, that are different. It's like when you're watching Freddie Freeman play, you're not, like, eyeing him to see, like, is this a big leaguer? You're just kind of, like, watching, like, mesmerized by how good he is. Then, like, a rookie comes up and is like, is this guy, guy going to hang? Is this? And then you get these veteran umpires. Like, that's a, that's a professional veteran umpire that's going to be here as long as he wants. Then you get this new guy that comes in, don't know his name. You start paying attention even on the bases and then behind the plate can this guy hang like does this guy get it does he have the feel to be able to have a dialogue with a player if things start speeding up on him does he have the ability to say like hey like if i miss that like i'm sorry like i'll take a better look at it or is he snapping back at the player uh when the situation doesn't call for that and it seems like these guys like they're they're really understanding the feel of the game and uh it's been it's been really quality interactions i've had so far that's good to hear yeah i dig that Today's episode of the Chris Rose Rotation, sponsored by these guys over at Shady Rays. I want you to take on the sun with gear that is built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with premium polarized shades at a very affordable price. Did you know that Shady Rays offers a world-class product just as good as any expensive pair you've ever worn? They got durable frames. They've got extremely clear optics. You look great, by the way. And they're going to help by putting money back in your pocket. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in the history of eyewear. Every pair of these bad boys is backed by lost and broken replacements. So what does that mean? Day one, you purchase them. Day two, you lose your glasses. Or you sit on them while getting into the car. You call up Shady Rays. You say, I lost my glass. Mr. Rose, that's fine. Another pair is on its way. Don't you want to hear what? No, we don't want to hear what happened. We just want you to be happy and looking great in Shady Rays because we will replace them. We don't care that you left them somewhere. We don't care that you sat on them. We just care that you're happy. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays has given out their best deal of the summer. Head on over to ShadyRays.com. Use the code ROSE for 50% off two-plus pair of polarized sunglasses. Did you hear me? At ShadyRays.com, code word ROSE. 50% off two-plus pair of polarized sunglasses. You will never look better for not a lot of dough. How cognizant are, are you of playing against guys who are going to end up in Cooperstown? There was just a big article. I think Jason Stark in The Athletic did a thing, broke it down into tears about who who legitimately has a shot. Like, we know Clayton Kershaw. We know Mike Trout is ending up in the Hall of Fame. Do you feel like when Freddie Freeman steps into the box – Mookie bets like surefire. Yeah, it's 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 funny you say that because it's a it's a conversation I think we have in the clubhouse like constantly. One of my favorite things to ask Kutch about is like all the guaranteed Hall of Famers he's faced and like all of his amazing numbers off of whether it's you know it'll be like this guy that I think is incredible that's going to be in the Hall of Fame. He's like I see that guy great man. I see that guy great and he's just had all these all these at bats and he has homers off of basically every big leaguer that. Uh, or every guy currently in the big leagues that's going to be in the Hall of Fame. 
Um, but yeah, then you watch some of these guys, like there's even younger guys than uh, Freddie or Mookie that you're just like, I mean, my goodness, like this guy's this guy's on a level where I mean, he, he he just has to keep doing what he's doing. He's going straight to the Hall of Fame, like Juan Soto, like Juan Soto, like a, even like like a Julio Rodriguez. You just watch him play. You're like, if this guy just stays healthy, like he's on his way to Cooperstown. And I mean, that's crazy. I mean, this guy's a baby in this league, but he's he acts like a grown man who's been doing it for 10 years. Like, it's really, really incredible what he can do. But, yeah, I mean, you come and play these Dodgers. Like, I mean, Will Smith, like, this guy steps into the box, and you're like, my goodness, like, this guy's such a good hitter. Such a good hitter. And, I mean, I don't know if that's Hall of Fame, but it's – there's certain – there's just – there's tiers of hitters where when I'm catching, I get to really feel – like, you can feel when guys just – they have it in the box. They just – they swing every single time that you throw a mistake, and they just take it every time you don't. And – it's 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 nerve-wracking calling pitches them because you're like golly man like i don't want to give in and throw you a good pitch to hit because if i do it's going to be a homer if i don't you're just going to walk again uh and then you get them out and you're like oh my gosh that was so hard to do (laughs) (laughs) you can draft a team and you can pick any catcher right now in the sport to be your dude who is it Probably Real Muto. I think what he brings to a team is really special. When I, when I watch him, like, he's in control of everything that's happening. Like, and then he steps into the batter's box and is, you know, I think the guy leads the league in triples right now. He's got five triples. Like, what in the world? How do you move so well? And he catches every day. And, you know, he's got to lead veterans, young dudes, and I just... I pay attention to, to catchers anytime I'm watching a game. Like mm-hmm. when I'm watching, I'm just watching the catcher. It's just, I think most guys do that. They just probably watch pitchers, probably just watch the pitcher. Um, but when I watch him catch and everything that he does and how many games he plays, like for me, like if you're going to be the guy, you got to be catching 130 plus games and he's one of the guys that catches every single day. So what are the little things that he does that we don't see, that we don't understand that you go, oh, that was good. It's the when, when I'm watching, it seems like it's the body language behind the plate when and, and pitchers just seem to just like he puts a sign down. They're like, yep, that's it. And it's like it's it's a real quiet confidence. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to it's hard to be, uh, you know, give off that type of confidence and be so under control. A lot of times that confidence is loud, um, but confidence is quiet. Um, I learned that from Stephen Kwan. I have to give him a little credit. Ah. Anytime I'd be like loud yelling at him, he's like, hey confidence is quiet i'm like dang it man that was super wise steve golly so um but yeah that's that's what i see from jt when he's catching it's just this like quiet confidence and you can feel that the energy on the field like whether you like it or not when you're catching everybody's looking at you every single pitch and you're not having a neutral you know uh effect on everybody you're not impacting anybody at a zero rate you're either slightly or extremely uh, impacting them positively or negatively. So when everyone's looking at you, are you looking in feeling that confidence and that's helping you? Or if you're feeling like like a lot of loud movement, doubt, that you can sense fear. Like anybody can sense fear. And you can sense when a catcher has some fear back there when the game starts speeding up. And that's not just impacting you. It's impacting the fielders, but especially the pitcher. Did you ever lack that confidence? I mean, here you are. We've known you for a few years now. You've got this big bravado, huge personality. Was there ever a time on the Major League Dime where you were scared shitless? My rookie year. My rookie year, I was definitely scared shitless. It was, 
nothing but but veteran guys from James Shields, Ian Kennedy, Andrew Kashner, Tyson Ross, Brandon Morrow. Like our starting rotation was dudes with six to 15 years in the big leagues and guys that had a lot of success and knew what they were doing. And so I come up, you know, like I'm trying to learn how to call a game and I'm trying to learn how to like know what strengths and weaknesses are and trying to make sure this guy trusts me, make sure he thinks I'm smart enough to even call a game. Uh, and so I remember like one of the times I'm catching shields and, uh, it was the first time I got to caught him. I got to catch him and he was like, all right, to make things easy. Like when you throw the ball back to me, I'm going to do something that tells you what pitch I want to throw. He was like, if I catch it with my mouth open, it was like curveball, mouth closed, fastball. If I tap my toes on the rubber, it's cutter, something like that. And so it's kind of started and we're flowing. I'm like, oh, this is easy. Like, he's just going to call it. Then he starts like tapping his toes for cutter. So I call cutter and he's like, no, <laughs> you just said so. <laughs> I watched you. You just, you just said so. And he'd shake like four times and like start getting a little frustrated. I'm like, ah, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, just like, I'm more worried about like offending him that he doesn't like trust me more so than like even anything that's happening in the game. And basically after that year happened and, uh, the, all these pitchers were amazing too because they did help me and they could tell how much I cared. And so they helped me grow. And I bet probably by, it probably took till about September. And I felt like I started getting some comments. I was like, uh, I was like, I can do this. Like I can, I can handle these guys. I can lead them through games. Um, and then, and then that, that was probably, it was probably like the first like three or four months. I was scared shitless out there catching these guys. That's awesome. That's good stuff, man. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, Rose Rotation listeners. Take your shot at huge wins with DraftKings Sportsbook. And right now, new customers can score $150 in bonus bets instantly for betting just $5 on anything. Baseball, basketball, soccer, Little League. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code ROSE. That's promo code ROSE only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races, all games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Now back to the show. So you guys brought up uh, the number one pick in the draft recently. Henry Davis, drafted as a catcher. He was playing a lot of outfield. I don't think he's logged an inning behind the plate yet. Is that correct? Yeah, not yet. Okay, so when he got brought up, somebody texted me. and goes, oh, man, this, this is bad news for your boy. And I was like, I look, and I was like, oh, man, because I didn't pay attention to that he wasn't playing catcher every day in the minor leagues. When he came up, were you like, what's going on? No, we uh, we had a the our organization's been handling everything amazing. Uh, ben Sherrington, our GM, talked to me and uh, was talking to me like, hey, you know, we're, we'd like to improve offensively. You know, Henry's been killing it. Um, he's not necessarily going to catch every day. We're going to play some outfield DH. Um, and I'm like, dude, like we we need offensive help. We need this guy. This guy's and it's been proven right. But uh, in that conversation, um, 
you know, it went really well. I felt, felt like they approached me really well. And, um, you know, anything that's going to help the team win, that's what I'm in for. And, um, and one of the things I take a lot of pride in is teaching young catchers the position. And I had them for a few weeks in spring training, obviously, but that's not enough to really, uh, you know, get to a guy and, um, you know, help teach him some of the things that, that I feel like I can really help him with behind the plate. And now I've gotten that opportunity. So like every day, whether it's in the dugout before the game and meetings, like I get to have little dialogues with him, uh, you know, before he's even logged an inning in the big leagues with just some more things to, to, for him to think about, but also have confidence that uh, the game's a lot simpler than, than it needs to be, than, than a lot of people think it is. Okay. Where like it, this position is not that complicated and you don't need to overthink like, what does the game plan say? I got to throw here and this or that ahead, behind, even two strikes. No, man, it's like, like, trust your eyes. Like, you've caught so many games in your life. Trust what you're seeing. You know that pitcher. And just, and, and just flow with him and just trust what you're seeing. Um, and so, like, little things like that. So, being here in the big leagues, he gets that opportunity for me to be able to talk to him about some of those things. And um, I think the sky's the limit for the kid. He is so talented. He cares a lot. Works hard. Um, and... You know, whatever position he plays, um, I mean, golly, he's playing a hell of a right field right now. So he can pretty much play anywhere he wants, especially the batter's box. That's the that's the hardest position in our sport is the batter's box. Mm -hmm. And if you can play in that batter's box, you're going to play in this game for a long time. Is he the catcher of the future here? I think so. I think so. They got another guy, too, Andy Rodriguez in AAA, who's really good. Uh, the the entire organization, I mean, the guy that we have here right now, Jason DeLay, is incredible at what he does. This guy, I mean, for I don't know if you know his whole story, but it's a fascinating story of of just grinding and persevering to now be like a guy in the big leagues. He's hitting. He's one of the league leaders in, in receiving. Uh, he's learning how to command a pitching staff. Um, and he's been an outstanding leader and uh, counterpart for me this whole year. So like there's like off the top of my head, there's three dudes that can fully handle this job here in Pittsburgh. And it's got to be super exciting for this organization. So where does that. You're a guy that has dealt in one-year deals recently, right? And that could be your calling card. The, I mean, I hope you get a multi-year deal, but that could be the, the route you go. Um, you know, I've had a hard time recently, to be honest with you, like watching all these people that I have either worked with or have been contemporaries of mine getting, you know, axed at ESPN. Like, I sit here and I wonder, God, what's the future for me in something like that? Do you sit around and, and think about that a little bit? Yeah, uh, I do a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, my journey has been incredible. Um, I love every step I've taken. It's just been this incredible learning experience. Um, and if that means continuing to go on one-year deals, like, that works for me. Like, if, if a team wants me, then, you know, if a, team is, if a team's willing to give you a one-year deal, that means they want you. That means one of these 30 teams in the league truly wants you and that's you know that's that's the biggest respect you can get in this sport is a team like wants you and wants you to play on their big league team and help you win ball games and help you make guys on their team better and um you know i've been through a lot of failure in this league and plenty of success but enough failure where uh i feel like i have i have a good message for for young guys and especially pitchers that that makes them realize like it's okay and like you can keep going and like there's there's a job for you if you can find a reason for one big league team to know they need you you just need one reason and 
And that's basically what I do on a daily basis is I say, I got to give them that one reason. And the one reason I can control every single day is, is my attitude and how I'm leading uh, the most important thing out there, which is whoever's pitching on that mound. And if I care enough for that guy to know how much I care, and now he's a little bit better than he would have been, and he goes out and performs, like that's something really, really special in this game that you can't really quantify. Um, and it's probably my favorite thing in the world to do. Mm-hmm. So if that means each year going to a different organization and just giving, giving those pitchers and that team um, some of that uh, care, uh, then I'm cool with doing that forever. Was there a guy in particular that was down in the dumps that you remembered having a a discussion with that you'd like to share where you were like, okay, good. I, I felt like I left an imprint with this guy and maybe helped him get through something. Um, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a good question to, to name one in particular. Um, you know, for me, uh, it's, it's happened a lot. It's happened a lot where, um, you know, if a guy doesn't, if a guy doesn't perform well on the mound, like you can tell. Um, and, most big league pitchers like they don't really show it so uh they're just going around around their business knowing like they're just, like it's normal but uh the thing that we forget about in this game is uh like how selfish of a sport it is so like anytime like you fail and you're like oh my god like everybody in here is like looking at me like looking like oh there's hedgy just sucking again no each one of those players is looking at themselves telling them how much they suck that's what we do it really in life when you think someone's judging you no, they just think they just hate themselves. They're just judging themselves. We're our hardest critic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no one in the world that hates us more than ourselves. You know what I mean? And so, like, you start realizing that and start realizing how easy it is to just love them a little bit and how far that goes when they're in the middle of, like, just doubting and down on themselves. Um, and so it's just there's 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 really dozens and dozens of of examples of just they're just little subtle conversations about like uh things that they can control like it has nothing to do with uh stuff mechanics this or that it's just reminding them that that they're a big leaguer they got to the big leagues if you got to the big leagues you're something special and you got to the big leagues for a reason to remember what the reason you got to the big leagues is and just continue to do that that's that one thing you just got to do one thing great one thing great that the team knows they need Mm -hmm. and that's it like anything else is is bonus that's how guys become all-stars and mvps they do they they have their one thing that turns into two or three or four great things so you know it's tough to give a specific example um but those are usually they're 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 usually very similar conversations you know can we finish up with the most important stuff talking about our dogs (laughs) does this bother you uh Trash day is tomorrow in our neighborhood. And I saw somebody take a poop bag and put it in the trash can that was not theirs. I've done that so many times. Really? <laughs> oh, you're the asshole. My dog the other day, we were walking him. And my great Dane, he never poops on walks. I don't know why, but this one what? day, he never doesn't pee or poop on the walk. What's the point of the walk? You're telling me. My lab pees 800 times and averages two poops per walk. And his new thing is he waits till we get in the middle of a crosswalk. And he just goes, wham. Right in the crosswalk? Right in the middle. So I'm walking both these dogs. My lab bow just takes a dump right in the middle of the crosswalk. There's cars. It's like a stoplight. Like a stop, bunch of stop signs. So I, he poops. I'm like, oh, God. So I take him over to the side. 
I like I'm like sit like stay please please stay and like in the middle of cars like I'm running in there like trash bag like picking it up and I got to run away I'm like dude but anyways Bruce the, the great Dane the other day we we're just walking and he kind of stops I'm like what are you doing and he must have just been holding it so long he didn't know what to do and this dude just like exploded everywhere all over the sidewalk and I'm like oh, I can't, there's, there's nothing I can do. Right? Really? This, this needs a mop. Like, this needs so much more than a trash bag. And ah! we're like a couple blocks away from the house, and I'm like, I don't see anybody. I'm like, come on, let's go. Now, and the next day it was cleaned up, and I felt kind of bad, but I don't know, what was I supposed to do? I guess nothing. <laughs> Here's the other thing that really pisses me off. So Thursday's trash day. The minute... The the uh, big truck comes and picks up our trash, our black can. If I don't get out there and shut the thing, there's going to be poop in there, and it's going to be there a week now. I would never put my dog's poop in a non-used trash can. Maybe I can give them, hey, if, if they pick up tomorrow, let it sit overnight, okay. I can deal with that, maybe. So you're complaining about someone making your trash stinky. Without my dog poop. Dude, like, it's like you, you're just putting shit on shit. Mm-mm. Like, it's just stink on stink. No. Like, it, what, if it's my dog What, do you shit, keep your trash fine. cans in your house? No, I don't. So who cares? <laughs> because it's not, the, it's not the right thing. Why? It's just a trash can. Does it fill up? Is, is that one dog bag going to overflow your trash can? No. No. Still, I, I think it's wrong. I think it's wrong. It's not right. But if you live in the neighbor, if you're walking your dog, that means you live in the neighborhood, most likely. Okay, maybe you're a block away. That means you just don't want to carry the poop bag for another block. Uh, Absolutely. Why would you want to carry like that? Stink doesn't belong in the hand. Stink belongs in the trash can. But it's a wrapped bag. What are you worried about? Once your trash cans are out on there, that's public. It's not public. It's public. 100%. But that's in my trash can. No, but it's on the street. Public. Oh, so we should just be able to take a shit in your car if you park it in front of your house. Is that what you're telling me? That's basically what you just said. So I'm going to come find your car and take a big old dookie next time I see you, okay? Yeah, same thing. That's the same thing. You, you better not. Dude, you can take a shit wherever you want, <laughs> you man. Better, yeah. That's what it is. You say that. What are you driving these days? <laughs> I'm not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> can I get the license plate number? Your VIN? <laughs> oh, man. Sorry. Got off on the wrong tangent there. Mm-hmm. You're going to stay at your house when you guys play in San Diego coming up, right? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. We're doing our uh, our uh, friends dynasty uh, rookie draft at my house that day. We're oh, for a- NFL? Yeah. That's but that's way early. It's the rookie draft. It's just three round like dynasty rookie draft. Okay. So it doesn't really matter. Like, are there any other players involved in this, or is it just your buddies? No, just my buddies. Just okay. my buddies. All right. So I'm looking forward to that, though. Are you in the big league again? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You I and Bieber? Me and Biebs. Okay. He's paying for the whole thing, right? <laughs> like most of it. He should. Yeah. He should. He. Uh, he's about to make his money, but he hasn't technically made all his money, and that's that's not. always his excuse. He's like, dude, I haven't even made all the money yet. I'm like, well, when will you make your 300 million? Like. Fine, I'll split it with you. Yeah, right. Okay. What else you got? Anything else? Any plans? Any uh, concerts coming up? Anything new in in that world that I should know about before we say goodbye? I got nothing going on, man. Just baseball? Just baseball. Okay. By the way, I think, is that Kershaw out there? 
Yeah. If Bednar wants to go feed him a beer. Oh, yeah, there he is. It'd be great if he was out there, give him a towel and a beer right now. That's the best pitcher of all time right there. Dude, it's the same. I'm telling you, we've been to Dodger Stadium to create content a half dozen times now, and it's the same time every time, and he's doing the same things. That's it. Same things. All he does is put up a two ERA every year, no matter what. He's got the lowest DRA of anybody ever. Ever. So he's the best pitcher ever. Ever. Ever, man. Did you ever click him once? No, man. I'm like one for 25 off him. Ooh. Dude, there's, I don't know how people hit him. I asked him, like, how do, you, how do you see him? His slider doesn't spin like a slider. It's a fastball. I'm just going there. <laughs> Dude, come on. And he used to only pitch to one side of the plate. Now he's pitching to both sides of the plate. That's not fair. He used to throw only in to righties. Fastball in, slider in, curveball. Now he's throwing, like, fastballs away, backdoor cutters. We missed him this series. I was like, thank goodness. Yeah, he's banged up. Yeah. All right. Um, did you meet uh, your fellow cohort on the Rose Rotation, Miggy Rowe, yet? Uh, just in the batter's box. Okay. I like Miggy Rowe, though. He's a hell of a ball player. Good dude. He is. You guys didn't talk about the rotation or anything? No. I'm just, uh, like, in that moment, like, I sell him high, but, like, I, I really hope he goes over for 4. Yeah. So, like, I don't want to, like. Well, I was talking more you know, about what it means for me in our company. But, like, him going 0 for 4 matters is more important than you and your company when we're on the field. Yeah, that, I'm not rooting for that, actually. <laughs> I'm rooting for you to go 4 for 4 and him to go 4 for 4, and then you guys can tie. <laughs> you would be a tie guy. I would be a tie guy. Do you guy. wish there was ties in baseball? No, I definitely <laughs> you don't. You definitely do, bro. I'm so confused by the hockey scoring <laughs> these days. I have no idea what we're doing at all. All right. Uh, it was nice to have you on episode number 200. I'm honored. I'm, I'm really happy we could do this, and... God, it's so comfortable here. I know, seriously. Are you in the starting lineup tonight? You betcha. What? Oh, yeah. Is this three straight days? Four? What? Jesus. Are you okay? Machine, baby. I'm a I was, machine. I was telling our amazing intern, Alden Stone, I was like, ah, Hedgie's probably got the day off today. He could just chill. He doesn't have to do anything. We can have him for an hour if we want to. Now now you're in the starting lineup? We can get, I mean, we don't got a game for like, what, like four hours? So you're good, right? Good. It's the middle of the series. You don't. Yeah, right. If you're not prepared at this point, then you're not yeah. prepared. Okay, good. Just throw it right down the middle. That's when Freddie and Mookie really do their least amount of damage. They're not expecting it. Okay. In a way, sometimes that does work. Okay. But then when they hit it out of the stadium, you're like, oh, that was dumb. Uh, enjoy your all-star break. It was great catching up with you and can't wait to shit in your car. Thanks, Rosie. For Austin Hedges and our amazing producer, Robbie Scirocco, our outstanding summer intern, Alden Stone, thanks for watching our 200th episode of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media.